Welcome to the Bullet Dodge Records Radio Show. Hi there, Gareth Wyatt here. Welcome to another Bullet Dodge Records Radio Show. This week, it's the Squire Takeover for you. We've got a fuel pack show for you this week. We have a mix from Prakash. Prakash hails from the island of Gran Canaria and provide, will provide us with a guest week mix this week. Prakash is released on labels such as Drizzle Music, Gribbon Records and Coral Records. Also, we'll be taking a little step back in time. We've got an interview we did with Laurent Garnier last January, that was January 2014. And a mix from Squire himself. And this is Prakash. Check him out.
Prakash in the mix here. Listening to the Bullet Dodge Records radio show. For more information on the show and the label, check out our website at www.bulletdodgerecords.com. Okay, this week, folks, I'm joined by the legend it is, Mr. Laurent Garnier. How are you doing, Laurent? I'm very good. <laughs> I'm very good. Good stuff. And uh, how's 2013 been treating you so far? Um, great. Really, really. Really exciting year for me as I released um, a book. I re-released a book I wrote 10 years ago and we re-released it with uh, 130 new pages treating about the last 10 years and that is doing very well. I'm very happy with the results. Um, I've released uh, uh, as well a um, graphic novel through a company in Belgium called Dargo, which are like a very, very big company um, for, for graphic novels in Belgium. And uh, it's talking about the first eight or ten years of techno music. So we're going through Hacienda, we're going to Berlin, we're going to uh, Detroit. And it's very, very beautifully written and very beautifully drawn. And that's doing very well too. Um, besides this, I've been making a lot of music, which will come out quite soon. So I've been producing a lot of stuff, but not releasing a lot of stuff. Um, but, you know, there, there's a lot of things coming from January onwards. Um, I've been uh, starting to work with a new management company and I feel very happy with them. Um, we're doing some great gigs together. It's It's been a, a very, very interesting year, actually, in France. Good stuff. Really good. And uh, where can we expect to, to see the home for, for this music? Is it coming out on your own label or, or is it other labels? No, uh, the first release will come out in January on a Chicago label called Still Music. They're releasing uh, a lot of um, uh, kind of disco re-edits and then some of the very, very early house music as well. Uh, because Jerome, the guy who runs the label, lives in Chicago and he's very connected with with all the guys over there. And then he's, he's started to do a lot of uh, compilations with um, some of the early, very, very early 1985, 1987, you know, early house music. And besides this as well, he's very connected with the Detroit scene. So he's just releasing as well a, a compilation, which is really good about the whole, um, the new the new school of Detroit. And I met Jerome when I went to Chicago in September. And then I was working on some very Chicago orientated tracks. And he said, he heard one of them and he said to me, I, I would really, really love to release them. So we signed, you know, we signed in Chicago. So the first release will come out on still. Um, and then after that, the other releases will go out on different labels. I'm gonna the the, the way I work is because I'm making so many different um, releases, so many different music. Each EP is very um, target music wise. I made music for special labels, and then I would like to release them on these labels. You know, instead of just. Um, as I always used to do, I used to make albums with a lot of different styles of music and sometimes people would not understand that because maybe it's a bit too versatile. I want to carry on making very versatile music, but I think it would be better and more intelligent for me to target this music to the right labels. So I made a Chicago EP that's coming out in Chicago. I made a very down tempo EP and I will come out on a special down tempo um, you know, record label. Then after that, I've got a, a very techno um, EP, so that will come out on a very techno label. So 
I still do the same thing as ever, which is making lots of different kinds of music, but I target it differently because I think um, I think the results would be better for me. Yeah, definitely. But I think it's I think it's good to do that rather than always having the same kind of you know the same sound. It's good to be to be versatile in that way, certainly. Anyway. And on another note, I mean, your radio show is going from strength to strength at the moment. How do you prepare for that each week with everything else you've got on? The very sad news is uh, I found out on Monday that my last radio show for that radio station is going to be on Sunday, this Sunday. So um, I've been doing my radio show for five years um, basically, why, I mean, the radio show is called It Is What It Is. And why I called it like that is because of Derek May's track, of course. But because the sentence meant a lot to me. I didn't want a radio show which was a strictly techno radio show. I didn't want to do a, a DJ mix radio show. Because I, I mix as a DJ all the time, you know, when I go out in clubs. And if I do a radio show, for me, it needs to be exciting and something different. So I see the radio show more like um, a place where I just play all kinds of music, where there's no boundaries. And then whatever you hear one week, you will not, you will not hear that style or, or that kind of stuff the week after. Of course, the radio show is quite techno in a way, but I have no problem playing hip hop, rock and roll, you know, reggae and stuff like that. Basically, I play a lot of new music on the radio show. And it's, it all goes with the kind of stuff I've been buying during the week, you know, and the stuff I've been excited, you know, to hear and the music I've liked, uh, the albums that came out. It's, it's just basically, it's just a place where, you know, uh, it's very open-minded. There's no visa, <laughs> as we could say. There's no visa music-wise. Um, so I just play whatever I feel good with. And sometimes... The show is quite techno, and then if the week after I'm in a bad mood or, or you know, if something happened, I would focus on this and um, just play music. So it goes everywhere. And uh, on, on that tip, what, what music is inspiring you at the moment? Funnily, at the moment, I've really came back to my roots as I feel that underground was a bit lost. You know, underground techno music was a bit lost over the last eight years. And then, um, I mean, I say that because I think even the word was lost from our vocabulary. We were not using that word anymore. We were just making music. It was called techno. But the idea of making underground music was kind of lost somewhere. And I feel that for the last two years, especially in France, and I'm sure it's kind of the same in a lot of different countries, but I, I can see it more in France as I live here. Um, a lot of new kids are coming along in the scene and they're making or they're kind of fighting again for something which I believe in, which is the underground. Doing things in a different way. Uh, the music hasn't changed that much, but it's just a way of promoting it. I felt that eight years ago, five years ago, a lot of people were caring more about the package than the content you know they were caring about the way they were writing their names the way they were marketing themselves the way they were dressing up to go on stage the way they were doing their thing which was all packaged and that really always hurt me i hate this this is not my thing my thing is the content i've always been into the music and i feel for the last two years 
a lot of the very young guys are refusing uh, what has been happening for the last 10 years. They go away from social networks, they go away from all this um, completely digital uh, kind of um, consuming worlds where they go, we want to go back, you know, releasing vinyls. Um, we feel that uh, digital plays are devaluating music, so we're going to give more for, for our vinyl releases. And, you know, they want to play in smaller clubs. They don't want to market themselves too much. They, they kind of come back and, and fighting for something. And I feel that has been really inspiring for me. And this is why I've kind of came back to my roots and I've been making a lot of uh, techno music because I've never heard so many good techno and house records for, for the last two years. There's so much, so much, so much new imprint, so much new music. So many new guys which are coming, making their own thing in their own little world and they make it so well and it's been so exciting. So at the moment, techno, funnily enough, is the music that is inspiring me the most. Well, that's good. That's certainly good to hear. And um, do you have any future plans for LBS project again? Well, um, my plans has changed quite a lot over the last six months. Uh, six months ago, I would have said to you, yes, um, as my idea before I joined this new management, as I was telling you before, my idea was to um, finish this year making some music and then uh, get a new live show ready for next year, for 2014. The, the thing is now we've changed direction as a lot of things came into my life. And as well, thinking a lot with the new management. The new scene in France is really exciting. There's a lot of young kids and I understand what they're doing and I, I kind of feel very close to them. So I'm concentrating quite a lot on making music, like my own production and going out at the moment and DJ. I want to go, uh, go a lot back to my DJing thing. So I'm going to be DJing all next year um, and producing a lot of music, releasing quite a lot of music. Then um, besides the book, we've signed the, the, the rights for the book uh, for a movie about seven years ago. This has been taking a lot of time to, to write the script and, you know, to make it kind of strong. And for the last six months, we, I, I can feel that now we have the story. It took seven years, okay? So I didn't really include it in my plan. But six months ago, I felt that finally we were getting together with the story. And I'm very close to the production company that's going to make the movie. And then a lot of things changed in, in, in the story of that movie. And then now we um, finally starting to write the scripts with, um, with all the dialogues. So, you know, we're going into step two or step three. And we now starting to work with the finances, meaning that the movie is, should get done. You know, I think the movie will, will happen. So that means that uh, I have to postpone the LBS, I have to postpone the live show as we are hoping now that the movie is going to get shot in 2015. So as I'm going to tour as a DJ in 2014, and I'm going to be working very actively on the movie in 2015. It looks like there's not going to be any new live until 2016. So at the moment, I still work with Ben. 
I still work with Stefan from LBS. We, we are very close. Stefan mixes all my tracks, so I see him nearly every day. Um, there is no... Um, there's no... Uh, at the moment, no. LBS is not going to happen right now. There, there's a lot of other things happening. But it will be back in the future at some point. I yeah. will. I will be back with the boys, of course, of course. Good, good, good. And it's I mean, a of time. <laughs> and you, so yeah, you are actually finding some time to get into the studio at the moment, then, yeah. With yeah. All your, good, and that's what yeah. I'm making time. You know, the problem now with um, with technology, we're receiving much more. I'm, I'm sure you're the same as me. We're receiving much, much, much more music than what we used to. And now I get to a point where I get about a thousand promos a month, a week, a thousand promos a week. So it's like 250 emails a day. And if I listen to everything carefully, I mean, I wouldn't do, I wouldn't make any more music. So now I'm getting to a point where I have to throw things away without listening to them. Sometimes, you know, there's some mornings where I just go this, I have to throw it away because if I don't, I will never make music anymore. So how do you, just, I mean, out of curiosity, when you're listening to your promos, do you try and designate a certain time each day or once a week to actually I, do them all? No, I spend about four or five hours a day listening to music. Yeah. I know Still, myself, like, for myself, it's like, an, a, you know, I try one day a week just to go through. It, it, it ends up taking... I'll not be getting quite as many as you're getting, but it still takes me a good eight, eight, nine hours just to, to go through it. So you're every, say, four hours every day, is, or is it roughly, to go through it? I spend between, let's say, 25 to 50 hours a week listening to music, trying to cope, trying to cope. I mean, if I go away for the weekends and, you know, you go away, you tour, you don't have time to check your emails, you go home, you have 750 new emails. By the time you left and came back, three days, 750 new emails. If you don't do that, the day after, you got a thousand. And then and then it goes from like 12, 15 hours to listen to music to to 18 hours. And then if you forget that, the day after is like, it's, it's crazy. It's fucking mad. So... It's too much. It's too much now. It's far too much. So finding the time is hard. So I'm forcing myself to find time to make music. Otherwise, I wouldn't do anything else in my life than just listen to music. And, and on that tip, um, what are you using at the moment? Are you hardware-based hardware predominantly or are you software at the I've, moment? What, I've what? always been half-half. Yeah. You know, when, when software arrived, I always incorporated half-half. Funny enough, at one point I went more software and then now, of course, like everybody, I'm getting back my 303 out and my Juno 106 and, you know, stuff like that. And now I'm like 50-50. You know, I mean, the great thing with software, with with less amount of money, you can have amazing machines and, and really uh, recreate some amazing sounds and, you know, like with effects and stuff like this. Um, you know, you know very much how much, how much gear used to cost and, you know, just buying a sampler was like two and a half thousand pounds. Now you can you can get some really cool little tools for nothing. So um, you'll be crazy to just only use the hardware. You know, I think uh, I think you have to take the best out of both worlds. Definitely. And um, on, on a, another note, um, I mean, as we all know, the music industry has undergone a massive shift in the last ten years due to the digital revolution. Where, what do you foresee will be the future for the industry? For, for our, for our kind of side of the, of the industry. 
I haven't got the slightest clue. I think no one knows. Things are going so fast now. We don't even know if techno music is going to be coherent. I can't even say five years, maybe two years time. Before we used to think, all right, five years, 10 years in advance thinking things might go down, but it will take time. The problem is now things go and, you know, pass and go like that. It, it goes really, really fast. You know, the way things are changing. So even with my new management now, um, the question I always tell them is, how long will this last? You know, it's great to think about how we do things but you know even though there's a really big revival for underground music for amazing great productions how long will this last because now things change so fast i don't know so i'm already very surprised that after 25 years of techno music there hasn't been anything else besides techno that has came in and changed the whole the whole game. What I mean, techno came and house music. And alongside with that, a drum and bass, dubstep, all kind of new genres, but it's all, for me, it's all connected with techno music. Yeah, it has a big yeah. connection. I know drum and bass comes from a different area and blah, 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 and then dubstep as well. But even when I listen to grime now, grime and you know, like like you, the, the UK bass scene and stuff like that, which is more coming from reggae or hip hop and stuff like that. It has a very strong connection to, to, to techno. And for me, it's all the same family. What I mean by nothing has been revolutionary is for the last 25 years, besides techno and house and all the things which is connected to it, there hasn't been anything new at all there hasn't been a complete um revolution music wise or um or, or or how can i say there hasn't been any revolution at all in the music and i'm very surprised because if you look at the way things have changed you know jazz came and then rock and roll and then techno and then hip-hop there's been a lot of things happening until 1988 but then since 1988 there hasn't been any, any revolution. Rock and roll is still rock and roll. Hip hop is still hip hop. Techno is still techno. And jazz is still jazz. And nothing completely fresh, completely new, out of the blue came. So I'm very surprised. This has been way too long. So I hope something will come one day for the kids. Because what I found very strange is that somebody who's 19 or 20 years old now is making underground techno. It's great. It's brilliant but he still makes music that belongs to his father, in a way, if you really think about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They are great producers, they're amazing. I, I'm really excited about their music. But I did an interview two days ago and I was I was telling this guy, I said, what is new music-wise? It's, there's nothing new. If you play something from Derek May, alongside like some of the weirdest, craziest stuff from Derek, alongside with some of the really interesting weird techno music that the Dutch are releasing, that the French are releasing, that some of the Germans are releasing. There's not that much difference. You know, it's 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 funky in the same way. It kind of uses the same idea of sounds and 
fucked up rhythms and things like that. It's not new. Yeah, it's probably just the, the, the production values increased or improved. That's probably, I think, of the, course. The, the, the significant of course difference, you know? Changed. And that's probably, of, course the yeah. of course the production has changed because a lot of new machines came. But deep down, if you just listen to the music, forget about the production, the way, the, the, the levels or the sounds, just, just, just think more simple than that. Music-wise, if you take the latest release from Literon, you know these guys, Literon, and, and I'm talking about this because I was listening to this track this morning, or, or the latest release from this French guy called Bambunu, which I'm remixing right now, and the early, early stuff from Derek or from, from um, Carl Craig, there isn't a thousand miles difference between the two of them. It's so connected. So where is the revolution? There's none. What I mean is it would be nice for my son. He's 10 years old. And it would be nice that he could live his own revolution. Something completely different, completely different. I wish they're going to live something like that. Of course, I'm happy there's great techno because that's the music I love. But if, if you think a bit deeper than that, I'm going towards 50 years old and I'm still playing the same music than 25 years ago. Not the same records because I, I don't, I'm, I'm not looking at the past. What I mean, it sounds the same. Yeah. Well, I, I, as you say, I think it's just, it's become, um, uh, like so many other genres like maybe jazz or blues it, it can only go so far and i think that's you of know course. that that's 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 the state we're at and as you say we need some kind of we need some shift we need some um some some kind of change in order to you know to progress really and, and, and so it doesn't mean we're gonna like it it doesn't even mean we're gonna like what's gonna happen yeah, it doesn't great. matter for me that doesn't matter because it's more like something needs to happen so when you ask me what's going to happen in the music in 10 years time i haven't got the slightest clue i haven't got the slightest clue because i would have never said five years ago that techno would would kind of re not reinvent itself but would re have a new birth yeah. from all from a lot of young guys i mean i can really see it happening in france at the moment france is so buzzing at the moment it's so exciting there's so many great guys i would have never bet a pound on this five years ago and then now it's all there and i'm super excited and it's exciting me so much that i'm making music again i'm making techno again but what i mean i would have never thought about this so i don't know where we're going i don't know maybe all this is going to collapse because this is only a survival from something that happened before so what i mean is it's the, 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 the foundations are even more shaky because it could collapse because maybe something fresh is going to come tomorrow and the kids are going to say, this is, our, this is our world. This belongs to us. We're young. This is our thing. We're going we're gonna to build the story. We're going to write the story right now. The same as we did 25 years ago. We wrote the story. Yeah. The, the, the only... The only um... Uh, the only thing I would, in my opinion, say for, for its longevity is um, certainly, you know, the, the crowds now are, get, are older, 20s, 30s, 40s now in clubs. So that's, I, I think that will still keep it alive to some extent. But yeah, you're right that, you know, a revolution in, in some shape or form certainly does need to, for, for the kids that are coming through, certainly does need to, to happen, you know. Let's wait and see. Yeah, that's it. Well, that's great. Um, Laurent, I've enjoyed 
chatting to you today. Thanks very much for um, giving your giving your insight and telling us all about uh, what you're what you've been up to. That's great. Yes, you know I'm working a lot, and I'm. The thing is, what, what I, I mean, don't take what I've just said. Uh, something it's not negative it's just um, you know I, I hope for, for, for the young guys that they will live something as exciting as we did really really, I, I truly truly hope they will because the story of techno music is so fantastic and so exciting that and I know because I've just re-released the book so I, you know I, I wrote about all this and it's all very passionate and I'm very passionate about all this I really hope the kids will live something and will invent something fresh for them. But I found techno extremely healthy at the moment. Yeah, so do you, do you, think, do you think? Do you think it's maybe more? Uh, uh, maybe more. Uh, it, it might be out with the, the 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 reach of the music that's causing it. But you think maybe from a social point of view, because if you think everything. As we've just discussed, everything's so instantaneous. Everyone we've become, which is in many ways is a good thing. You know, we, you know, what someone's doing across the world in seconds. You know, whether it be on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, mm. and uh, do you, do, is, is maybe that causing them to be more reluctant for for some kind of change? Maybe I don't know. Maybe maybe that's. The, I know, but you know, I. You, I mean? You, you, you're talking about Twitter and Facebook. Um, just, just, the, just the, the the high intense. I mean, everything is is instantaneous now. So, so people, I think, when and I think, and I, and I relate this maybe to when people are writing music. Everyone's everyone's kind of on the same tip, if that makes sense, within their genres. So maybe that makes it harder for you know a revolution to occur. I don't know. You know, whereas maybe back. When the last one, you know, when techno came along, um, there was a more a feeling of underground. You know, there was an actual underground. If that makes sense. The 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 problem, um, the problem with um, the technology now, you can make uh, or create the most super underground thing, project, whatever you want to call it. Because of internet now, because of the way we can tweet, text, take pictures, send it straight away, you cannot control anything anymore. So, yeah, yeah. so I think the, the the real idea of the underground as we known it until 10, 15 years ago, I think this is obsolete now, completely yeah, obsolete. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can have an underground mind, you can play underground music, of course, you can produce underground music, but it will never ever stay on the ground because now if someone takes it, sends it, you can even release a, a vinyl at 10 copies. Somebody's gonna buy it, is gonna put it on the net. It's gone, that's it. So you cannot anymore, because of the tools we have now, you cannot anymore control um, whatever people has been controlling over the, the, the past 100 years, whatever. So the idea of underground, the true idea of the true underground is obsolete now. Completely obsolete. Yeah, no, no. You can't control it anymore. Um, you know, I mean, we are living in a, in a weird world where um, you do supposed to, you were talking about Facebook and, and Twitter and stuff like that. 
you're not stupid. You know very well. You know very well that the amount of people that follow your label or the amount of people that follow me, I know very well it's not representative to my true fans. I know that. I, I know my fan base. I know how much, how many people is my fan base because I've been there for so long. I can judge over the 25 years of my career and I know my fan base as well. 25,000 people, no more than that around the world. The real fans. But I have more than 200,000 people following me on Facebook. And I know very well, 90% of these people, they're not the true fans. They're just being, they just come along. That's it. They've been dragged there and they come along. So we have to be very careful with all the social network because it, it, it doesn't represent the reality. We have to be very careful. And I think this is why I like the new scene now. A lot of the young guys are refusing all this. They don't want, they don't want sparkle to be, you know, they don't want, you know, kind of dust to be sparkled over their heads, if you can understand me. Yeah, they want their feet on the ground and, you know, they release vinyl, they're, they're, they're forgetting about all this media bullshit and all this packaging. They're, they're coming back to reality. And, and I like that. I like that they're using the tools, but they are not fooled by the tools. And that's, That is what the next generation has to do. They shouldn't be fools, but all these too many tools we have. <laughs> They should use it intelligently, but not, not truly 100% believe in everything that they read or see. That's it. And just, just try and be maybe more innovative with it and try and you know, maybe use, utilize it in a, in, in a different way. That, yeah, that's, you know, because everyone's using it in the same way, whether you're, whether, and I think that's what's, you know, um, for me, anyway, you know, just to try and do something different or, or to, to, as you say, try to reach your genuine fans because, as you say, you can tell, you know, you can tell a mile away whether, as you say, they're just people following a bandwagon or if they're actual... Of course, you know, the, of the, course. The, the true, you know, the, the kind of integrity, you know, but... Yeah, I know, I know. But we, we know, you know, we know who these people are. We know who the... The real um, true lovers, we know who they are. You know, you can't be fooled for so long. So this is why I, I like the new scene because I, I truly believe these guys are the new fighters. They're, they're, they're the new Derek May. They're the new Kevin Saunderson. They're the new underground resistance. And, and they make me feel alive again. You know, I like that because I feel that they're, they're true to themselves. They're using the tools of now, but they're... they're I, they, they, how how can I say? Manipulating the tools to the, I suppose maybe to their own. They're not manipulating. They're using it very intelligently, but I I truly feel that their heart is at the right place, and I like that. Yeah, and that's. I mean, at the end of the day, that's the most important thing. I think doing it for the right reason as well, you know. And yeah. 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 Well, that's that's great. Well, thank you. Very thank you. Much. <laughs> I've enjoyed the. Uh, Ever chat. Thanks very much for coming in. Uh, I'm gonna go have lunch. <laughs> <laughs> I need some food. <laughs> well, thanks, Laurent. Very much appreciated. It's my pleasure. Thank you. You were listening to an interview with Laurent Garnier. It was recorded last January. You've been listening to the Bullet Dodge Records radio show. This mix from Squire was taken from the Bullet Dodge Vent 12 uh, with Ben Long at our club in Paisley.
and this is Squire in the mix.